Bing, bang, boom. I said uh, hello, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that's from. Is that a take on something or are you just? It's, it's the Clump. Clump. It's Michael Clump. Michael Clump. <laughs> from the office. Oh. Uh, it is Monday, October 26th. Welcome into the Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Danny. Scott and Matt are both here. Now, guys, I'm going to start us off by saying I did not have a very good week seven at all. It's really making me look in the mirror at what I at my decision making skills. How did you guys do? I made some bad decisions, but I think I have two leagues locked up and I'm uh I'm still in the in the money for tonight's game, depending on how this game shakes out. I had one good league. Another one I think is just a loss of a season. And <laughs> the, <laughs> a third one, I I think I made all the right moves, but I still am just getting pummeled. Nothing I could do about it. So in season management, it's how you win championships. You're not down and out yet. We need to send positive feelings to all of our listeners who are in similar Mm -hmm. situations. Now, Scott is in, I'm in three leagues with Scott. Scott's doing outstanding in two of them, like really outstanding in two of them. Lacking in the third, (laughs) but that is the league that all three of us are in the Frederick league. If I'm not mistaken, is that right, Scott? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, what is what's the plan here? Because we do allow draft pick trades. Are you thinking about uh, planning ahead for next year? Not, not. We're not talking about tanking. We don't tank around here. We just prepare for the future. I think it might have to be. I was still had. Uh, I mean, I'm not throwing in the towel or anything. If I have a like monster week next week, but it's just the guys I have on my team are not panning out. Is the problem? So garbage. It's not, it's not so much of a, uh, you know, hold out for a big week because you think it's going to happen. It's, well, Mark Ingram is not doing anything this year. I cut him a couple of weeks ago. Edelman. Yeah, I've got a couple other guys. Um, Edelman, I'm probably going to cut him. Oh, goodbye. Bye-bye, so, baby. Bye-bye. He's bye. still on your team? Yeah. yeah. What about I, Elliot? I'll give you like a hot baked potato for him or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that too. I Cheers. mean, the first two weeks, I mean, Edelman was fantastic and then it's just yeah i mean that whole team we know what they've done the last couple weeks but yeah so it's uh yeah it's definitely time to evaluate and see if there's anything i can do on the free agency if not maybe i will try to sneak a draft pick for next year or something now we've got a fan question boys oh baby thank you guys so much for sending these in um remember you can do that champ what is our website chumps the champs podcast at gmail.com this no, question that's our email address <laughs> what i say it's just chumps to, chumps to champs podcast.com the, the email is at gmail.com <laughs> what what he said uh I, I i'm capable i think okay here it is week eight question from ryan and sykeston it sounds familiar scott do you know this guy well maybe i'm gonna read this this is very long i'm gonna read the whole thing because it's really good ryan says just want to say I'm probably your biggest mediocre fan, parentheses, except for Scott. That guy's a dick. Oh, uh, wow. He just calls you out right away. Okay. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. Keep up the satisfactory work. Side note, all hail Herbie Hancock. Gave me all blasting a- off, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gave me a much needed win this week. But question for week eight, which running back would you have more confidence in starting? Melvin Gordon or Miles Gaskin? Neither have a great matchup on paper. 
though James Robinson did just pretty much <laughs> did pretty much dick slap the Chargers D this week with 119 rushing yards and two total touchdowns. Gordon looked pretty poppy. Nope. Gordon looked pretty poopy against <laughs> K- <laughs> reading <card. laughs> against KC with two gross fumbles, but a late TD after Lindsay's exit saved his day. Lindsay looked better. This is all Ryan's analysis, by the way, still. And was definitely more efficient, but no guarantee he plays this week dealing with a concussion. Gaskin has been pretty consistent, but with facing a Rams defense that is decent against the run and has a very strong secondary that can probably afford to stack the box, Gaskin's floor would seem to take a good hit this week. That's question A. The other one's really quick. Also, do you have any confidence in starting Michael Thomas this week if this bastard finally plays? <laughs> Thanks a lot, okay, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd right like here. to first say... You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know each other. <laughs> we may. Share yeah, my, my first name. question was going to be, what is what is the uh, prognosis for Philip Lindsay here? Because if he's out this week, then Melvin Gordon gets a lot more attractive to me, especially with Scott or uh, Ryan mentioning that Miles Gaskin has a tough matchup in week eight against the Rams. Philip Lindsay's out. I'm going Melvin Gordon. Other than that, I know Ryan said that Gaskin's floor takes a hit, but I almost feel like it's a safer floor still. I think if Lindsay is playing with Denver, I think Gordon's floor goes in jeopardy because I don't know how the split's going to work, what's going to happen there. Gaskin, I think, is still going to get 16-plus touches. Well, he did. I don't think I said the exact words. He did reference the fact that Tua is going to be making his first start for Miami. And oh, is, that, yeah. is that questionable for Gaskin and the entire Miami offense? That is why I think I'm going to go Gordon no matter what. I think Lindsey's going to start because, I mean, concussion protocol, he looked, me, it was like a helmet to helmet. I think he looked okay, but even if he's in, I think I would rather go with the talent of Gordon versus, I don't think Gaskin's got a high ceiling this week. Yeah, it's just a lot of weird variables there in Miami with the tough matchup and Tua starting that could work out great because I'm sure they don't want Tua getting hit. So instead of him running with the ball, they're going to ask him to dump off. I'd imagine, mm-hmm. which could benefit Gaskin, but it makes the decision real easy for me. If Lindsay's out, just go Gordon. Yeah. I like Gordon probably regardless of the situation, how many games or was there even a game where Gordon and Lindsay were both in there for the entirety of a game together? The, not last week. Not, not at all so far. Has there been one at all? I don't think so. Uh, maybe one full week for Lindsay against Lindsay uh, New England, right? Yeah, and that was when Gordon. Yeah, that was last strap. week when Gordon was out. Oh, true. Lindsay um, missed the first three weeks. Yeah. Week four, maybe did Lindsay play week four? They had the surprise. Didn't they have a surprise? Uh... Nope. I'm looking at it now. Lindsay exited week one, not a full game. Didn't play again until week six, and that's when Gordon was out. And then last week he didn't play a full game. I think when Lindsay's on the field and healthy. He looks, I like the way he looks. I think Denver likes him as a running back. I can see him getting more volume than Gordon, mm-hmm. but Gordon does have a little bit more in the passing game to offer, which is a little higher upside, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be surprised if, even if Lindsay's in there, I don't know. I still lean toward Gordon. He's the veteran guy, the one that they brought in for a reason. I mean, if they had enough faith in Philip, they would have never brought in Gordon, I don't think. So I don't know. I still lean toward Gordon. It's a good question, but. Definitely if Lindsay's out Gordon, but I still lean toward Gordon either way. Would you say KC doesn't have faith in Clyde Edwards Hilaire because they brought in Love Bell? Uh, in some regards, oh, yeah. Oh, 
yeah, yeah. They didn't. They don't okay, see something they like. <laughs> um, maybe they I'm just sure. want to. They want to like just save the rookies. They don't want to put like a three hundred carry season yeah. on a rookie. Maybe. You also can't insurance. turn down Lev Bell when you got to pay him basically league minimum. It's like, that's, hey, yeah, I want to come there because <laughs> you guys are probably gonna win this make a run at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you don't have to pay me shit. Jets are still gonna pay for it. Yeah. Good question, Ryan. Thank you so much. Send us one of those. Okay, maybe we shrink the. I mean, that was about two chapters of a book, but that was still really awesome. We really appreciate it, even though you're related to Scott. Yeah, remember, right into the show, everybody else. It doesn't even have to be football related. It can be about our wardrobe or you know just uh, making fun <laughs> food, of food, things like that. Alcohol, we dig that too. Uh, a couple of news i guess we could talk about briefly before we get into our game by game recap antonio brown have we we haven't talked about antonio brown yet have we that news came after our last show did we talk about antonio brown last show i don't think we did i swore that news was out on thursday but in case we didn't big news antonio (laughs) brown what does that do for the receiving options in tampa he can come back week nine not yeah, good, I right? Mean, <laughs> makes well, them all a little more scary to play and hope they're going to get the same amount of points. Well, it makes you pretty scared if you're an Evans owner right now after this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm already pissed off if I'm an Evans we'll, owner, to be honest. We'll, and we'll, get into, we'll, get into, we'll get into Evans. I think he got a roster him if it's possible um, and just see what happens. But that's interesting. It, that's big for Tampa's offense. Yeah, and it throws a, a huge, like, uh, finally, Gronk was becoming startable. I had him on my bench for a couple weeks. I was like, I don't know if I trust it. And now, like, after last week, I trust it. But you throw A, B in the yeah. mix, and all yeah. of a sudden, you're back to, I don't know if I trust it. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey returned to practice. They have a Thursday night game this week, uh, but they're saying that this could be the week that he returns. You guys super excited? Do you think he's going to return? Yes. Okay, yes. That's a yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Matt, give you are you expecting his return Thursday? Y- yes, I think yes. he does. All right, me too. Okay. And last bit of cool news where we get into game by game recap of week seven. Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington football team, completed his last round of treatment for squamous cell carcinoma in a lymph node in his neck on Monday. Awesome. That ended a seven week chemo regimen. He had to get treatment. I read five days a week for this thing. So that's rough. That That has to be really tough. That's gnarly that he completed that thing. So awesome. I like Ron Rivera as just a a guy. I mean, he seems like a genuine good human being. Yeah. I mean, I can't recall any like thing he's ever said inspiring me, but looking at him, I'm like, that seems like a model person. Right. You know, upstanding. Right. Right. (laughs) Upstanding citizen. Yes. All right. Guys, let's get into the game by game recap. And that's where we'll go over some of the other injury things that happened. We know that they happened, but um, we'll start with the Thursday night game from last week. The Eagles beat the Giants 22 to 21 while we were recording. And I know we already we don't really need to cover the uh, Daniel Jones run again, but let's (laughs) cover it again. How hilarious was that run? Oh, my gosh. Carson Wentz was awesome in this one, starting with the Eagles. I mean, he was great. Boston Scott saved his day by scoring a touchdown. What else stood out to you from the Philadelphia side of the ball? Uh, I don't remember anything else. Honestly, I know that uh, old Deshaun Jackson pulled typical yeah. wide receiver things in Philly, came back for half a game, and he's out for the probably the year. Travis Fulgham got 11 targets. A, like another, that's like the third straight great game for 
Fulgum, are you going to eye him up on the waiver wire if he's still available? Yeah, no, now, that, now that Deshaun's for sure out. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Uh, yeah, I guess that, that does even things out. I just feel like they're still getting healthy, and I feel like Fulgham can go back to the wasteland, especially because they didn't even have a Miles Sanders as a passing threat this game. But mm. I don't know. I I mean, yeah, if you're desperate in deep leagues. Yeah. On the Giants side of the ball, <laughs> Freeman in there for was it three carries or three snaps even, and then I didn't even see him really get injured, but I guess he got Nierjitter's ankle enough to miss the rest of the game to the dismay of these two boys. I'm not sure how true this is. I'm pretty sure I heard after the game it was he got lit up in pass pro one play, and I think I recall that was the last play I saw him on the field, and you couldn't really see it besides the initial contact, and it looked like he left his feet, but then the ball, the camera was following the ball downfield, but he looked like he lost his feet and got flung on that. Play. Oh, that's right. Oh my God. I was going to mention that. That's the way that Yahoo described it. Devonte Freeman injures his ankle early after quote, getting driven through the crust of the earth on an attempt yeah. to pick up. <laughs> that is the best way to describe. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. We, we talked about it before the show. I watched the replay a couple times on a YouTube video and he did get, I mean, the guy literally just runs right through him and gets to the quarterback, but I don't see how he hurt his ankle from that. Cause it looked like he left his feet, didn't get landed on. Wasn't in a weird angle when he got hit with his feet or anything. So how his ankle got hurt on that. I don't know. I would expect his chest or head to be hurt more than his ankle. I was like, dude, shit hurt. It's about to get back out there. No, I have a hot dog and a slurpee. Uh, wide receivers. For the Giants, I mean, you got Slayton, you got Shepard, you got Tate, and we'll include the tight end Ingram. Thoughts? Thoughts? Is this changing? As a Slayton owner who I was finally feeling comfortable as my wide receiver three on the team, I'm very discouraged because Shepard got the looks this game. If Shepard's available on your waiver wire, I know we'll get into it later, but I think he's a huge target. I think he works with Danny Dimes better than Slayton. They seem to have more chemistry, and I think it's going to help out this passing game. He's going to do fine the rest of the year. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it was nice to see them actually trying to get Ingram involved a little bit this True. game. True. He's been pretty non-existent, and it wasn't a flashy game by any means. I mean, he had six for 46, but he had nine targets, and they let him run it twice. So they're trying to incorporate him. I'm still not going to go pick him up unless he does it again next week where he's got Wants 10 or 11 touches or attempts at touches. But it was a nice to see. It, it's promising. It looks better than it had. Mm-hmm. The Steelers beat the Titans 27 to 24. Me and Matt were bummed about that one. Um, it did not look good for a while there. And then all of a sudden it looked really promising for the Titans. And then it ended. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing I took away from this as a Titans fan is, yeah, they looked piss poor in the first half. Their defense was getting stomped and their offense couldn't even convert a first down. But second half, they came out strong. Their offense was punching the ball down the field, scoring. Defense got some takeaways. They made it a game. So even a game where you get down early, they were able to make it competitive and have a chance for the win. And with how tight all their games have been this year, you can't be upset that they they finally weren't able to dude at the end this time yeah i'm going to take a small small victory lap when i said everyone cool your jets on chase claypool i will say that because he had one target in this game caught it for minus two yards that was his only touch of the game claypool owners 
Yeah, I remember saying, uh, don't jump the gun too quick with him being the new guy there. But I was wrong when I said I'm not as big about Deontay Johnson as I was because he had a pretty good game. <laughs> yeah, well, guess who's hurt again? And now all of a sudden is Claypool relevant again? Because Deontay Johnson is likely out this week? Then yes, I think yes, because that's exactly what happened the first time around, right? And yeah. Deontay Johnson had 15 targets in this game, two scores, but 15 targets, that's going to get distributed somewhere. It's going to go mm-hmm. to Claypool. Uh, and we got a Juju Smith-Schuster sighting, guys. 14 mm-hmm. targets. Is he back? What? I think what this game has a lot to say about is how the Titans' secondary needs to improve. I don't yeah. think Addery Jackson was back, was he? I know he was wow. practicing last week. I don't think he saw the field. If he did see the field, I did not hear his name very much. Kind of like how I said during the game, like, we haven't heard Clowney's name since, he, like, this entire year. What the hell's going on with that? Yeah. Well, yeah. he was out there. Um, last. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, I was just going to say, it's also a little bit telling. It's how many more snaps the Pittsburgh had. I mean, they had just as many carries and almost 20 more passing attempts. So they just had the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ate up almost the entire first quarter with their opening drive, like a 10-minute drive. And then the most of the fourth quarter, they kept the ball out of the Titans' hands too, which was big. They ate up probably at least eight minutes on the drive there. So. They won the clock management battle, which is something that Vrabel and the Titans like to win, but Pittsburgh might still be a little better at, at this point. Um, last takeaway, A.J. Brown is a man. Yeah, he is. Oh, man, that touchdown run, 73-yard uh, burner touchdown, he looked like a beast, like D.K. Metcalf style or like Derek. Like, if yeah, you- I didn't want to spoil later D.K. Metcalf talks, um, but can you imagine both these guys were on the same team at the same time? Yeah, and they didn't. <laughs> I don't think Ole Miss was that relevant. How can you not be relevant when you've got Metcalf and A.J. Brown doing things like, and we'll, yeah, we'll get into Metcalf and the highlight yeah. of that game, which was wild. But, oh, this is a fun one to talk about. There are a lot of fun games to talk about. The Lions beat the Falcons 23-22. to Let's jump straight to how this game ended. It was, <laughs> it was the most shot. Todd Gurley scores the worst touchdown for a franchise in history. How often yeah. do you see a guy score a touchdown and lose the game and have the entire defense like <laughs> calling it a touchdown to the rest? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. He got in. That is a touchdown. Look, 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 look. That's a touchdown. That was yeah. wild. What were your takeaway from that ending? Is that just the most typical Atlanta Falcons thing of 2020? Well, yeah, it was almost like both. It was like, yep, that's Atlanta losing a game right there. And also it's like, you know, this is how Detroit wins games. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And to Matthew Stafford's credit, this was the first time all year that he hit over 300 yards passing and he drove him down the field and won the game on that touchdown pass to TJ Hawkinson. Scott, you didn't give us. Did you give us a TJ Hawkinson? I uh, didn't. Preview? No, and I, I didn't realize it until after I heard he got the game-winning touchdown reception. I was like, oh, damn it. I didn't. I mean, against Atlanta, I feel like I would have predicted a touchdown, but <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I didn't do it. Well, right, and it probably would have been very close to his actual <laughs> stat line, 5 for 59 and 1. That sounds. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he did great. Uh, Stafford did great. Kenny Galladay had over 100 yards passing. We got a Marvin Jones well, sighting. I just wanted to hold you up real quick there, Danny. Uh, Stafford did not have the anticipated fantasy week that uh, streamers were hoping for here, at least in true. my opinion. True, um, true. But 
like you mentioned earlier, he had to come from behind win. And I don't think we've seen that since like pre Patricia days when Stafford used to always lead these late game charges for mm-hmm. wins or at least close showdowns. So that was cool to see. Yeah. The split in the backfield of Detroit, Peterson, 11 carries DeAndre Swift with nine uh, Swift got a touchdown. If you played him, that was good. I mean, they didn't really do much on the ground Detroit, but Swift saved the day with a touchdown. He had four catches for 21 yards. Are you guys confident moving forward with Swift? No. Oh, I thought it was going to be a yes, yes, yes. No, he's, I'm definitely more confident than I was. I'm still not looking at him to get big games on a consistent basis. Maybe by the end of the season, I, I still think he's playable as a flex for sure. I'd be a little nervous if he's still my one or two punch at running back. That's what I was going to say. I mean, he's certainly a flex play at this point. I think he just keeps earning more and more responsibility with the, with the offense. He has enough touches to be relevant now, and I think that just continues to blossom. So I like it. Matt Ryan did great, 338 yards, and just one touchdown. So very similar to Stafford. Did great from the football field standpoint, but when your running back scores a touchdown and you go, God damn it, so why'd you do that? <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> but Gurley was good with those two scores despite his own efforts. Uh, Julio and Calvin really both did great. Hayden Hurst, seven more targets in this game. I, is he back on your radar? I guess with the tight end landscape that we have with, with a new coach until he proves otherwise. Sure. Why not? Like you said, with the tight end situation, I think he's got just as much of a chance as anyone else you're going to find on the waivers. Another really fun game. The Browns beat the Bengals 37 to 34. Uh, we'll start with the negative Odell Beckham. I think it was the first drive. He goes down with a knee injury and comes out that he tore his ACL and he is done for the remainder of the year. That is quite a bummer to a team that is now five and two and having legitimate playoff hopes. That sucks, right? Glad I traded that guy. Ask <laughs> at, Scott, ask him who we traded him to. Did you trade him to Matt? Oh, was that you, Danny? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> so I'm For just the happiest I was guy that was in the world. And <laughs> yeah, now that was me. Baker Mayfield, I think the stat is right. He started the day 0-5 passing, and then he ended up only missing one pass the rest of the game. He finished I think he said he had 21 straight or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he finished 22 for 28, almost 300 yards, five touchdowns. This is without Odell Beckham Jr. I also saw somewhere on the TV but they're saying that it it's, sucks to say that, hey, Odell's out, you know, this is good for the Browns, but this may take a weight off of Mayfield's back. He's not trying to funnel targets to him when he's not open. Do you guys think that Mayfield will be okay? Yeah, I, th- I think he'll be fine, um, which is unfortunate. I'd rather him flounder so that he has more time for these amazing commercials. Oh, I love them. <laughs> you guys want to stop and just watch all of them and we'll come back? Yep. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> um, he distributed the ball pretty well between everyone. Higgins, Landry, Harrison Bryant, not David and Joku. And Joku caught a touchdown as well. But Bryant, four catches for 56 yards and two touchdowns. We talked about Austin Hooper on the last show. Like, hey, you should really think about this because the tight ends against the Bengals is a good thing. Yeah, they scored a total of three touchdowns. So we would have been right had his appendix not tried to burst oh. and kill him. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so Hooper was out this game with appendicitis that he needed emergency surgery for. We didn't we didn't plan for that. He may still be out for week eight, and then I think I read somewhere it's probably true he's going to get another week of recovery from <laughs> appendicitis. So you picked up Hooper because of us. Saw we <laughs> from the Bengals side of the ball, Bernard in replacement of Joe Mixon. He did fine, ninety six total yards and touchdown. 
Burrow, over 400 yards and three touchdowns. This guy, who would you take rest of the year, Joe Burrow or Herbie Hancock? Herbie Hancock, hands down. I already dropped Joe Burrow in a league. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to talk, like, speak positively of a rookie throwing for over 400 yards and three touchdowns. But by doing that, you offended Herbie Hancock. (laughs) I'm putting him on the same level. I think you know how Matt feels about Herbie. So, (laughs) yeah. AJ Green, um, are you back? Did you just decide you wanted to play football? He got 13 targets in this game. You got to pick him up, don't you? If you dropped him? Yeah, the fuck knows? yeah I mean, if he's available, <laughs> I'll, I'll grab him and keep him on my bench if I have room for it. Deep bench league. But I like to imagine it's like he went home to see his like mom. His mom just grabbed him by the collar. It's like, AJ, this isn't you. <laughs> Play football. You sound just like Mrs. It. Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, mom. So anything else from this game? Any big takeaways? They hit it all. Big Ohio showdown. Yeah, that's that's true. The Saints beat the Panthers 27 to 24. This game was pretty standard. I mean, Breeze and Bridgewater both played fine, not outstanding, but they didn't ruin your day. Alvin Kamara did Alvin Kamara things, 148 total yards. The passes for the Saints are pretty spread out because Michael Thomas wasn't there. I was reading these probably gonna be out another week as well. Is are that what you, you guys effing are? kidding me? Yeah. God. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jared Cook caught a touchdown, I guess, in this in the, the tight end world that we live in. I mean, you gotta roster him, even though he got like four targets, but blah. DJ Moore, 93 yards for the third straight week which is pretty cool 93 93 93 that's what you're gonna get two touchdowns including a bomb still got out targeted by robbie anderson so rest of the season who would you prefer dj moore or robbie anderson i say dj moore because i planted my flag on that and i'll die there i would go dj moore i think he's coming alive a little bit more building a little more rapport a little more rapport a little more 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 um I don't know, because obviously DJ Moore has the higher (laughs) ceiling, I think. But Robbie Anderson is going to be and neither of these guys are hopefully my wide receiver one or two. So I probably like the higher floor with Robbie Anderson. Right. Yeah. Well, when I think of Robbie Anderson, I think of hitting bombs, don't you? But this is not so much. anymore. Yeah. DJ Moore is at two straight weeks, I think, now of like a 70 yard bomb. So I don't know. Mike Davis, not so not so good. Not so played good. him. This is probably one of the last weeks you got to play Mike Davis. So blah. He had like 36 total yards. Gross. Um, anything else from this game that stood out to you? Uh, I guess never trust Traquan Smith, even when every receiver on New Orleans is out. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills beat the New York Jets 18 to 10 in a game that was just oh. blah from start to finish. Um, Josh Allen let you down against the worst team in the NFL in the last decade. Uh, Moss and what Sing- did we say all preseason? <laughs> oh, he's, go- he's going to go for Josh Allen. He did have 61 rushing yards. <laughs> that if that means anything, that's like a, a extra touchdown. Eh, forget it. That didn't look good. Uh, I didn't see who was one of the Bears players. It just jumped in the air and grabbed his knee and went to the ground. Oh, non-contact knee. No. Oh. On defense, I think it was okay. Not that that's any better for that player. I should be thinking about fantasy. <laughs> well, if he plays <laughs> offense, he doesn't need these. Yeah. 
Stephon Diggs was had another meh game, but got like 11 targets. Cole Beasley, 12 targets in PPR. He's someone you got to look for, right? Yeah, I think he's been pretty consistent as of like the last three weeks, right? He's getting a lot of targets. He he pops in the end zone too sometimes. Little poppy poo. Uh, poppy poo. <laughs> 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 Zach Moss and Devin Singletary split the uh, carries with Josh Allen. We're going to talk about Singletary in another segment coming up here, but they let you down again. Is there anyone on the Jets to talk about? I think maybe LaMichael P. Ryan split the actual, actual ground carries with Frank Gore 11 to 11, and P. Ryan got the touchdown. Crowder didn't What's... play, so <laughs> the Bills really shouldn't have had Out... trouble. What is the outlook on Jameson Shoudair? I thought, I mean, he was a pretty further into the week outruling, so I would imagine if he's not back this week, it's not going to be long. I think you have to start Crowder once he's back. He's going to get all the targets, right? I guess. I don't know. I don't own him anywhere because like, he's the same thing every year. He's like, he has hype. He doesn't have hype. You play him on the wrong weeks, and then he'll go off on your bench. Like That is Jameson Crowder since he's been a fantasy thing. He's like, he's like Marvin Jones and Jarvis Landry. It's like, I think the scariest thing is, sorry, just as a recap of the team, Buffalo, that's three weeks now. They have not looked great after a 4-0 start. They looked like crap against the Titans. Not terrible at Kansas City, but now barely beating the Jets. I mean, after that amazingly hot start Allen had, this team does not look as potent on offense or just as good overall. So I'm starting to get a little worried about them. And if you're an Allen owner, I don't know. You got to hope it's just a hiccup these last couple games and he'll kind of return to that touchdown throwing form. Yeah, I think they kicked six field goals in this game to win. Yep. The Jets got more touchdowns than them. That can't happen. That team's awful. Speaking of awful teams. <laughs> yeah, the Washington football team beat the Dallas Cowboys 25-3. to Let's start with the Cowboys side of the ball. And we're finished talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> so let's move on. Andy Dalton almost got killed by this guy just smashing his head right in the old ground. I thought his head fell off. Do you see his? Yeah, that's pretty bad. His helmet popped off and rolled around and then Dalton just laid there. And I thought he was that that was very, very terrifying. Yeah, it looked like he tried to get up and you're like, oh man, he has no idea where he's at. Rapid reaction for the Dallas Cowboys move with or without Andy Dalton because he's in concussion protocol. He may miss a week. What is the name of the backup? Danucci? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Danucci is the backup there. Um, regardless, it's not like Andy Dalton was lighting up the world when he was in there. He looked like absolute crap. Yeah, Danucci is the guy's name. Does what does this do for the entire Cowboys offense? Wide receivers, Zeke Elliott. Scott, you are our resident Zeke Elliott homer. Are you concerned? I am, but it, like you just mentioned, once Prescott went down. Like I said, after a first bad week, Dalton, I was like, let's give him a chance. Now I'm almost a little more intrigued with a rookie who you don't, what do you have to lose at this point? You're two and five. You got a rookie quarterback in there. Just start slinging it, seeing what you got. I mean, you you looked horrible the last two weeks. So this could be a blessing in disguise if he actually does decent. 
it might propel those wide receivers a little bit to where you're confident in them again, fantasy wise. Now, wishful thinking, maybe we'll see. (laughs) I was about to say, Matt, what do you think? Do you think that's accurate? I think this team's going to get really scary. Kurt uh, Warner. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Well, the only way this often or this team worked was that they had such a poor defense was deck already had to sling over all over the field. Their offense had to be super productive to win games. And now all of a sudden your defense is still not going to be good. And you need a third string quarterback to do what Dak did, which he's still like games like the Atlanta game probably shouldn't have even won that game with everything he was doing, even posting like 40 burgers in fantasy. I can't see Ganucci or whoever actually succeeding. It's going to get ugly. Like <laughs> bad. He's, from, he's from James Madison, you know, the football powerhouse of the world. Was that a was that the Brett Favre one or who is it? Brett Favre went to Southern Mississippi, I believe. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah kind of. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm concerned. Go ahead, Scott. I was gonna say over under 1.5 wins remaining this year for Dallas. Over. I'll go over. I would set the bar at three more wins. Yeah, so Scott, come on, get with it. <laughs> uh, Washington football team side of the ball. Gibson looked great. Antonio Gibson, 20 carries, 128 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Terry McLaurin did his standard seven catches for almost 100 yards, and he got a score. And we got a Logan Thomas sighting, four for 16 and touchdown. We'll talk Yay. about him in the uh, waiver pickups for sure. Anything else about this game other than we hope Andy Dalton is okay? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot his head fell off. <laughs> It was apparently his first concussion, which good, I guess, first documented one at least. So, right, that's better than it being like his fifth. Yeah, that's good true. point. That's an optimistic way of looking at this. I like it, Matt. The- like it from Waterboy. The only thing better than a crawfish dinner is five ah, crawfish. <laughs> Green Bay Packers beat the Texans thirty-five to twenty. Texans did not look good. They didn't score a point in the first half. They turned it on towards the end, but Rodgers was awesome. Four more touchdowns, almost 300 yards. He bailed you out. Aaron Jones owners, hopefully you picked up Jamal Williams and put him right on in there. 17 carries for 77 and a touchdown, four catches through the air. I guess I buried the lead of the Packers offense, though. Jesus, Devontae Adams, take it easy, buddy. (laughs) Career high. 13 catches for 196 yards and two touchdowns. Goo. Is Devontae Adams the wide receiver one to have the rest of the year? I don't know about that. It's still really hard for me to put him above guys like DeAndre Hopkins, who are always on the field and always super productive. I've bitched about it earlier. I drafted Devontae Adams last year and had injury issues with him. It's, It's a reoccurring thing, so he's not that rock that you need in fantasy, I think. I love him Uh, on the Texan side of the ball. I have really high hopes for David Johnson based off of this game. I really do. He had 14 carries uh, when they were way behind the entire game and four catches and a touchdown through the air, even though they've got Duke Johnson. I, he is their workhorse. Do you guys like David Johnson rest of the year? I don't love him. I'm pretty sure I don't like his schedule. I don't like the I know what you're saying. Like they are using him a lot, but something just doesn't feel right about that continuing to stay happening. I think he is a little used up where you got him in drafts. I think he's still a bargain. He's a fourth rounder in 12 team formats. Uh, not a bad ADP. He's certainly startable 
but I don't want him to be my my RB one on my team. Uh, okay, so let me give you a couple of this or that's. Uh, David Johnson or Clyde Edwards-Alaire rest of the season. Ooh, that's interesting. Again, again we just don't Clyde know what Bell's going to be. Yeah, it's hard right, to... Right, right. So choose. A lot of variables. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to choose? Good Lord. Come on, guys. You don't have to commit to this. I'm not sending you a trade offer. I'd say based on the offense, I kind of want to go Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think he still has more upside, and that team's going to score a lot. That doesn't mean it always goes to him, but mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Yeah, I would agree with that. David Johnson or Todd Gurley? Oh, that's tough because I'm we drafted right these now. guys right next to each other yeah. in a lot of our drafts. And they both had a little hiccup around like week three, four in fantasy. And it was like, oh, God, were these like mid round running backs not really going to happen? And all of a sudden you see them both coming into their own. Mm-hmm. It's tough for me. I don't know where to go there. Maybe Gurley again, just on offense. Mm-hmm. He yeah. scores touchdowns even when he doesn't want to. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd lean Gurley on that. Last one. Uh, David Johnson or Zeke Elliott rest of the year with Gotta this go offense. Zeke. Still Zeke. I think they'll figure it out enough to where okay. he gets in the end zone at least. Okay. I take it back one more. David Johnson or James Conner? Uh, James Conner. James Conner. I feel like yeah. I was overstepping with that. Okay. But unless, not I'm, unless you're somebody who's like, he's James Conner. He's going to get injured and you do Who would it say that? No one would ever because... say that. <laughs> <laughs> no one would go on a rant directly after week one and just declare the rest of the season over. Um, let's move on to the Buccaneers and Raiders. The Bucks beat the Raiders 45 to 20. Tom Brady, he had one of his peak games, 369 and four. He's passing it all over the place, but guys, there's one person who he just did not seem interested in targeting very much. You know who that was? Mike Evans. Mike freaking Evans. So let me read you a stab on Mike Evans. In the four games played, with Chris Godwin this year and Tom Brady. When Chris Godwin is there in those four games, he's got a total of 12 targets for 51 yards. So that's three targets per game. This was the fourth game in a row, not in a row, excuse me, the fourth game of the season where he's had two or less receptions. I am absolutely panicking with Antonio Brown just waiting to come back. What do you do? Because you can't drop Mike Evans. I think well, can you prop- get for him? Yeah, that's the tough thing. And he's still going to have his games. I think Godwin's going to have his games. The problem here is that Brady, his whole career has played at New England, who has never had huge name receivers in their prime there. And what he always does is he doesn't force the ball to stud receivers. He throws a ball to who's open and expects them to make the play for the catch, or else, at least in the old organization, is in, they won't be out there anymore available for those catches. So that's what he's doing here. He's throwing to the guy who's open, depending on what game it is. And it's not always going to be Evans. And Evans used to get the ball forced to him. That's how he was productive, right? Yeah, we know James Winston would just heave it up, what, 50 times a game That's and right. hope that he goes up at the high point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what can you get back? His trade value is nothing right now other than his name. I think you just got to hold on to him and hope, wait until he hits one of these big games and then go, okay, now I'll, now I'll trade him. That or yeah, hope somebody's out there who just really wants him because they think he's going to turn around, but good luck finding that person. So two big names after his recent uptick. Okay, this isn't even close, but A.J. Green and Mike Evans. All of a sudden, A.J. Green's looking good. I'll take but Green. I, really? He's. I know it's not sexy, but 13 targets, that's more than Evans has had in the past how many games combined. Like, that is true. Volume is king. 
Yeah, I mean, what would you take? I mean, if Crowder kept doing that thing where he gets 13 targets, 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown, he's Jameson Crowder on the Jets. But if he did that week after week after week after week, eventually you have to play him instead of Evans, right? Even yeah. though... Yeah, I would now, probably, especially with Antonio Brown. So here's a question just in real football terms. If you're Tampa Bay, I mean, I guess Brady's only there for one year. But now you got Antonio Brown. If you can get him signed for maybe more than one year, do you look to try to trade Mike Evans and get something you need on defense or what? I, yeah. Absolutely. Or try to get a quarterback for the future. When you have too much of a, not too much, you can never have too much. When you have a lot of something and you have holes that you need to fill, then of course. I think Godwin's their future for sure. But man, get something for him if you can, if that's what you're going the route of. Get a pick so you can get a, uh, like good backup quarterback, like a, you can draft a higher quarterback in one of these because Brady's not going to be there. So do something like that. Yeah. Um, on the Raiders side of the ball, you had to play Josh Jacobs. I don't blame you for playing Josh Jacobs, uh, but it was against the Tampa Bay run defense and they're becoming a, you just don't start a running back unless he's a stud against that defense. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think you can throw this game out. If you're Josh Jacobs owner, don't panic about that. He's going to be fine. Something that's scary, though, is uh, Vegas has about the second worst strength of schedule left for running backs. Um, Mm. I still can't encourage anybody to trade Josh Jacobs. I still love him, Mm -hmm. Um, but it it could be an uphill battle. They got a lot of uh, Chargers, Denver. They got Indy, more Chargers, more Denver because of their division. Kansas City. Yeah, KC, who's not bad. Atlanta, who apparently is great not all right against running backs. You wouldn't think it. Yeah, um, that's that's rough. But yeah, I agree with you. The talent is there and he doesn't have a lot of like competition. I, yeah, I still like Josh Jacobs. Waller got nine targets and touchdown. Aguilar, what? I think he had five catches going into this game. He got nine targets. And that's a typical Aguilar. Like, oh, my God, is he going to be a fantasy guy now? And no, no, no. he never is. Don't no. pick him up. <laughs> no, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos and pretty substantial beatdown, I would say, uh, 43 to 16 on the back of their defense and special teams, two touchdowns there. Uh, Mahomes really didn't have to do much. Actually kind of let you down from a fantasy perspective because he, sure did. he didn't have to do much. <laughs> this is Sometimes, two in a row, isn't it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Mahomes didn't have to do anything. Yeah. And they, like his last game, they gave it to Clyde Edwards Lair like 30 times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you go, you go do this. That's not good. Just goes to show you that's the way the cookie crumbles in fantasy. You can have a stud quarterback who, if if the team calls on him, he can get you a ton of fantasy points any week, but it doesn't always happen that way. Philip Lindsay, he looked awesome before he got knocked out with a concussion. So he's in the concussion protocol. Keep your eye on Philip Lindsay of his status for this upcoming week because who knows? He may be out. And if he's out, fire up Melvin Gordon. I mean, right? But if Lindsay's out there, if Lindsay's out there, I'm playing him. He looked explosive to me in this game i mean he looked awesome he looked like the better running back yeah i'm still rostering him on teams just because i like the way he looks when he's on the field perpetually beaten down by the fantasy world and analysts and everything thinking that just because melvin gordon's older he's better that's not true philip Lindsay, if he can stay healthy i think it's certainly going to be startable in fantasy and that's why i keep rostering him scott Guess who the leading receiver for the Denver Broncos was? Just about to say. I'm assuming you're looking at that. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, Albert O. Albert 
in Quebanam, apparently there's just a thousand different ways that are. This is how he should be named. Okay, fine. Alberto, seven for 60. Noah Fant just did not look right. I felt like every time they put the camera on Noah Fant after one of his targets, he just looked hobbled. He looked not 100%. I don't know why he was even out there when they have Vanette and Albert O doing just fine and getting a lot of targets. Why wouldn't you send Noah Fant? You know, did you guys have any weird thoughts about the tight end situation in Denver? Oh, pressure from the fantasy world, I'm sure. <laughs> That's what it is. A lot of emails directly <laughs> to the coaching staff. Oh, God, guys, we got to play him. But yeah, Denver looked like absolute crap. Um, yikes. That was gross. Moving on. Oh, my gosh. The San Francisco 49ers beat the New England Patriots 33 to 6. Listen to uh, my brilliant decision before this game, before okay. the noon kickoff. I sat DJ Moore. For Ooh. Jarek McKinnon. Ooh. And I lost because of it. What sounds the hell? Like, <laughs> sounds like my last minute add Freeman into my starting lineup move. So I feel for you, bud. I don't know. Every, what every fantasy manager ever has made that last second tweak. And it just shoots him right in the foot. But on the other side of this feeling spectrum is the last second switch out that just pays off huge. Mm-hmm. And you just feel like a genius for a week. Yeah, mm, I'll take that. If I can switch them out week to week, I, I'd take that high with the low every time. Yeah, Jeff Wilson was super annoying this week because <laughs> nobody started him, and he he looked amazing. He really did. Seventeen for one twelve, and on the third touchdown, he injures his ankle and is most likely going to be out for a couple of weeks. So you oh. don't get to reap the benefits of adding him. Coleman might come back. What do you do with Jarek McKinnon? What do you do? I don't know. Just I'm literally asking him away because to, I no. don't. I need to know this because I was I never a McKinnon truther. I understood the appeal there. I'd say dish him because he just doesn't. He's not a workhorse back, and he can't even fill in in that role. He's never done it throughout his whole career. He's been around a while. He's had opportunities, and he never does it. Yeah, I say wait to drop him though with McKinnon or Wilson going down, I, I would wait at least this week just to see if yeah. Coleman doesn't come back, especially. Yeah, you bet your ass I'm not starting him no matter what this week because I just don't believe it. But <laughs> um, Debo Samuel went down too in this game. He might miss some time. Yep. That sucks. Scott, he's yours, isn't he? Yeah, I got him in actually two leagues, but the one league where I'm garbage is the one league I was actually depending on him, so... Yeah, it might be time to fold up shop here, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what sucks uh, about that is it like he where he went in drafts, he was such a steal once he was getting healthy, and you're like, oh my god, he's starting sooner than I thought, and he just never really even got in the swing of things before he's out again. Other side of the ball, the New England Patriots looked like a total joke. Um, wasn't Cam, expecting it, but I love it. Cam Newton gets benched because he was so awful. Eight different players on the team caught one pass, including Julian Edelman. I mean, we talked about it earlier. I don't know why he's still on your team, but maybe whatever. Harris, Damian Harris, 10 for 58. That's 5.8 per carry. You're going to take something positive away. He looked good, although Sony Michelle might be back soon. So get ready for the most confusing fantasy team on the planet. Yeah. I mean, New England used to be hard to stay away from because... They were actually a really good football team and scored points, but they were so confusing in fantasy usage. Now they're just easy to stay away from. They're, they're confusing in fantasy usage, and they suck. So 
<laughs> just stay away from New England, right? Right. right. Oh, Cruz these last two games. The Chargers beat the Jaguars 39 to 29. And boy, howdy, do we have a Herbie Hancock sighting. Love Blasting Jesus. off. Three for four. Three. 347 through the air and three touchdowns. Oh, by the way, he was a leading rusher on this team. Nine carries. What? Nine carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. He was absolutely amazing for fantasy purposes. Yeah, I think the hype train has hit full speed right now. Everybody's <laughs> in on Herbie. And what's great for our listeners, if you were listening to us, we were getting amped about Herbie Hancock and like after week three, right? Well, week three was his first real start, right? When uh, they, when the coaching staff of the Chargers had to stab Tyrod Taylor in the chest to get Herbie, <laughs> yeah. Herbie Hancock out there, then we were like, wow, they really want this guy. <laughs> Um, dude, should we just stab Tyrod? No, we'll make it yeah. look like an accident. I think we've been encouraging people to roster him at least since then because of how he's looked on the field and great player to ride throughout the rest of the year. This is why you don't draft quarterbacks high because if you can get in right in the season and get that breakout candidate, same thing as drafting early for quarterbacks. Uh, Keenan Allen was great, 13 targets. Uh, wow, Mike Williams really pooped the bed for me. Sorry, and the backfield for. The Chargers is just confusing. You got Kelly, you got Jackson. Neither one of them did anything here, but Kelly got most of the work this time. I don't know. I think that's just a backfield to stay away from until Austin Eckler gets back. Yeah. Um. Other side of the ball, Jags. Uh-oh, Gardner Minshew. I mean, he didn't – I mean, 173-2. and two. He didn't throw a pick or anything like that, but blah. And James Robinson, your boy, Scott. Boy, did he show out in this game. He done good. 22 for 119 in touchdown. Also, four catches for 18 yards and touchdown through the air. Start him up. Don't even think about it, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, and then another ex- super exciting game. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Seattle Seahawks 37-34 to in overtime. It was 34-24 very, very late in this game. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, this game is going into overtime. Wow. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray both looked great other than Wilson threw three picks. I mean, 388 and three touchdowns, 84 rushing yards is awesome. But then the three picks is not like Russell Wilson concerned with the potential MVP. (laughs) Russell Wilson will be fine. But wait, are you talking about Tannehill now? You said potential MVP. Oh, boy. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) <laughs> Scott, <laughs> uh, yeah what's interesting is that russell wilson and kyler murray were both the leading rushers for their teams oh neat right how down. neat is that that's pretty neat tyler lockett what 15 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns did you see the target like why do they cover anyone else i don't know he looked unbelievable and he makes these catches when this ball is in the third row like it seems like that's how far it's getting thrown and he sometimes comes down and gets his feet in there it's unbelievable 20 targets 20 for tyler lockett next was metcalf at five yeah it's gotta be a bummer if you're a metcalf owner isn't it to see yeah. all this yardage, all these touchdowns, and nothing with them. DK Metcalf. Are you, are you guys seeing this Anthony Miller one-handed catch? He takes like three steps and goes to the ground, and the ground causes a fumble, and they're calling it an incomplete pass. It's an incredible catch. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. That was really, really good. Yeah. Anywho, the uh, where was I? God damn it, Matt. Okay. Sorry. The play of the game. 
DK Metcalf's tackle. If you guys haven't seen that, you got to Google it. It's unbelievable. Russ Wilson throws this floater of, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Gets picked. DK Metcalf just books it downfield and tackles him on like the six and prevents a touchdown. I don't think they scored on that drive, did they? No, they didn't score out of that 90-yard interception return. Not a point. That's crazy. And wow, you just saw DK Metcalf see the interception happen and duck his head and start running. And he wasn't even looking where he's going. He's just like, I'm going to run as fucking fast as I can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until I'm close to this guy and then worry about it. And he got there. It was crazy. That, that was wild. Good for him. I mean, they still lost, which is a bummer. Hopkins had a great day. 12 targets, 10 catches, 103 and one. We're going to talk a little bit about Chase Edmonds uh, coming up here in another segment, so we don't have to harp on that too much. He's going to be a guy you're going to want on your team because Kenyon Drake carded off the field with an ankle injury. X-rays were negative, but he's getting an MRI to see what kind of soft tissue damage we got. I'm assuming he's going to be gone for two, three, four weeks. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Being medical experts as we are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean. Hopefully, you didn't have to start Kenyon Drake at this point in the year. <laughs> Chris Carson also injured his foot. He's getting an MRI. Uh, they said it's not considered to be significant, although he may miss a week, but it's something to keep your eye on, I guess, moving forward. But whew, that's what we got for the game-by-game recap, guys. You guys want to take a break? Oh, please. I need a break to go pee. So everyone, get up, go pee, come back. We'll meet back here in 45. What do you say? All right. All right. Yeah. See you soon. Welcome back, everybody. Jumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. About to talk to you guys about week eight waiver pickups. We're going to give you what you need. It's week eight, right? Is that week seven or nine? I, I forget. It's week eight. That yeah. is correct. That is correct. So let us start with the quarterback position. There's not a ton quarterback out there. Like to pick up, like pick up, pick up, not just like stream. Guys, I'll say Justin Herbert is still available in some leagues. He's owned in 76% of them. Uh, those people are idiots. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't be. If he's if nothing else, take him. You gotta, he's your backup if you're not starting him every week, but he should not be available to stream. No, yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz is owned in 70%. He's putting up the numbers. He's looking good. I he's starting that. to look a little bit better. I agree. I, I'm thinking he's going to start getting picked up a lot more. I still don't trust him after trying <laughs> to start him at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Matt, you're very... Scott, you are too. We kind of all are, but you guys are very... You know what? If you didn't do it for me, you go right to hell. Fool me once, one. Danny. Fool me once. That's, says that's right. says the guy that just said, I don't care. I'm not starting Jarek McKinnon. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> they can promise me he's going to get 100% of the work, and I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I try not to get fooled twice, but then again, I pick up T.Y. Hilton every year in at least one league, and <laughs> that happens. So, I will say Baker Mayfield was starting to really look good. I know it was against the Bengals. He is only owned in 33% of leagues. He is worth putting on your bench and just seeing what you get if he starts to explode because um, he looked confident. He looked like he believed in the team, and they're 5-2, and two, so that's awesome. I'm just going to add, if you have a super deep bench league, would you consider adding Tua to your bench right now? It's if, not over those three guys, but like Herbert. You don't think Lance he has more upside than Mayfield? 
No, I don't. I mean, I think but Mayfield's eventually... upside seems pretty capped. Like he's I mean, not he gonna have five touchdowns this past week uh, without Odell Beckham. I mean, so that okay. m- must be his ceiling, right? Just prove me wrong. I'm <laughs> still not. I still don't have enough faith in Baker. I mean, he yeah, he just exploded this week, but looking at his previous, he only had one week above 16 points, and that was 17 and a half through this season. So he's never even eclipsed 20, and he's usually hovering around that 15 mark. Sorry, he had another 16-point game. So yeah, 15 to 16 points, eh, I don't like it. I'm so, still not picking him up yet. So Scott then. Baker Mayfield or Tua as a backup spot on your bench. Then this is a good tiebreaker. You uh, just have, ragged on Baker, so don't. I would have down. to look at the schedule for Miami, but I, I'd probably be willing more to take that risk and hope that he runs the ball a lot and gets you know six or seven points just on rushing because Baker doesn't. And like I said, up until this last game, he hasn't shown me much. Uh, and I mean, I would imagine they play. I mean, Miami's going to have. Jets and Patriots on the docket, right? So yeah, maybe that's on to something. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, running backs. Let's talk about them in the waiver. Who is your number? We either one of you guys. Number one. If you got number one waiver priority, are you spending it this week? And if so, on who? Who is your number one pickup this week? I don't absolutely love anybody, but. My God, Jamichael Hasty. I love his first name. It takes you on a roller coaster ride. With all the the all capital letters. <laughs> yeah. It just needs an apostrophe in there. Yeah. So I think Jamichael Hasty might be my boy. Um, I like his usage. Obviously, once Mostert's back in the mix, I think he goes into oblivion. But yeah, Scott. Yeah, I don't like them all. Um. Uh, <laughs> you want me to go? I got one I love. Yeah, go ahead. Chase Edmonds is available in 37% of leagues. He's owned 63% of leagues. I think Kenny Drake's going to be out for a while, three or four weeks, I'm betting, because it sounds like he has a high ankle sprain. And Chase Edmonds looked outstanding in his, when he was the guy. He had like 140 total yards. I mean, he looked awesome. That offense is clicking. I mean... Yes, sign me up. You can use him as a high-end running back, too, for the next two, three, four weeks, I think. I love it. Yes, go for it with Chase Edmonds. Yeah, now that you say that, I agree. I think he's the only surefire workload-type guy out of these, it looks like. The other guys are, It's some of them are like, is he going to start? Is the other guy going to be back? Is he going to get a bulk of the load? I think Chase Edmonds is probably the only surefire bet out of them. No, I think I think you're right there. One other guy we have listed is Leonard Fortinet. He's not available in any of my leagues, but apparently he's only 66% rostered. I think you definitely add him on. Everybody got all hyped on Rojo, but Fortinet was out with injuries all those games where Rojo took off. Fortinet was effective this week. I think he's definitely worth an add. Tevin Coleman could be pretty interesting. Yeah. He's coming back from injury, so all of a sudden, I guess this also bumps into the hasty news. Um it's just complicated. If Cole McKinnon shit, so let's not be too hasty. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's your one. <laughs> if uh, if Coleman is back and healthy, you gotta think he gets the a, a good bulk of the load. Or this whole situation just gets way more muddy. I don't know. That's the thing. Hasty looked really good. I remember mm-hmm. because I watched every single time that he broke for like a twenty yard gain, and I'm like, 
you are not Jarek McKinnon, and I hate that you look, you're looking so good. They're not going to stop giving you the ball if you look this good, so stop it. If Coleman comes back, oh, my gosh. I, they run so effectively, though, in San Francisco. It's so tempting, but eventually, in a couple of weeks, you're going to have Coleman, Mostert, McKinnon, Hasty, and maybe Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think of Carlos Hyde? He's owned in 11% of leagues, and we don't know the extent of Chris Carson's injuries. Seattle's got a great offense. Hyde, I believe, scored a touchdown in this game in Carson's absence. What do you do? Do you spend a couple bucks on him just in case? Yeah, I don't think he'll blow up for you, but I bet he gets about 15 rushes for like 68 yards and a TD. I'm saying it right now. Only. If Chris Carson's out, I don't even what, know if that's what good. was the exact stat. Would oh you man, just, you don't even 15 remember for 68 and a TD. Okay, okay, <laughs> there you go. It's Frank Gore stats plus a TD. Yeah, <laughs> what about uh, last one I wanted to touch on was Michael P. Ryan. I know he plays for the Jets, I know we touched on him a little bit earlier, but he split carries and he looked better, I think, than Gore. But that is that team just so atrocious? It's just a Hail Mary play. Would you take P. Ryan over any of the guys we've already talked about? Hasty, Hyde, Edmonds, Burnett, Coleman? I think P. Ryan, if he hasn't earned it yet, he's right on the cusp of being flex startable. I don't hate it. Uh, there have been fantasy relevant players on terrible teams throughout the history of fantasy football. So the problem is that this is just such a bad team that it's almost hard to be fantasy relevant yeah. on it. too. Do the Patriots play the Jets soon? Because that would be a fun game to watch. <laughs> you have to roster a punter. There are leagues that do that, by the way. Have you seen those leagues? Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to like. That sounds awful. <laughs> they uh, play each other in three more weeks. Well, that's November 29th. So we should play in a league that. where we roster five O-linemen, but the only thing you get points for is negative points when they jump off sides. <laughs> so all they do is piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said the Patriots. Sorry, no, no. They don't play each other this week. They play each other the week after. Okay. Patriots and Jets. That'll be something. Oh, let's get into the wide receivers. There are a lot of possibilities and a lot of these guys that I like, but I'll let you, I'll let you guys start. Scott, you pick your favorite wide receiver pickup for this week. If you had to pick only one. Oh man, he's not available in many leagues, but it's for sure. Jarvis Landry. If Odell's sure. out for the year, man. 73% owned. So he could be there. I'll get, that's my number one. I do like Brandon Ayuk if Debo is going to be out for a while. It looks like they're getting a little more faith in him. He's been there all year. He's done things here and there, but it seems like he's getting more incorporated. And if Debo's out, he seems like he's going to be getting quite a quite a few looks. My big one is Sterling Shepard, and maybe not as good of a situation as Landry, but he's a lot more available. He's only twenty nine percent owned. He's available in all three of my leagues. And those are pretty competitive leagues. Um, and watching that game, being a Slayton owner, all I saw was Shepard being targeted. Shepard's the go-to target for Danny Dimes. He is going to be very involved. I think he got eight targets this game, eight targets, six receptions, 59 yards and a TD. I think that shoots up in the next week by like 150%. Mm-hmm. So I love it. So, Scott, you touched on Jarvis Landry. Also, Rashard Higgins. 
he really showed up when Odell Beckham went down, got a touchdown. He's only owned in 3% of leagues. If Landry is not available, which most likely he's not, would you take a stab at Higgins? Yeah, I would. I'm not Less sure. money, obviously. But. Yeah, I'd probably be willing to take a stab at one of these other guys first. But, I mean, yeah, he showed that he just got a, I don't know how many targets, but mm-hmm. definitely put up good fantasy numbers. So it's, if you don't think right. it's a flash in the pan, go for it. A couple guys that are owned in a lot of leagues that you should pay attention to, though. AJ Green, he's he has had two straight weeks of getting a lot of targets. He's owned in 63% of leagues. We talked about Travis Fulgham of the Eagles. He's owned in 70%. Matt, what do you think of Corey Davis as a waiver pickup this week? I'm a boy. Um, yeah, boy. I don't know what his exact stat line looked like. Oh, he was he was targeted 10 times. That's great for a wide receiver. Only 35 yards, but a TD. And he did get targeted for a TD late in the game, also on a little tossy uppy. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the official um, tossy uppy. I think uh some people would have preferred like a a little fight for the ball pass goes to AJ Brown and it might more in future situations. I think he has a little bit more leverage in the end zone, but it's good seeing him getting targeted a lot and in good situations and getting the usage right when he's been back from injury. This was his highest target total of the year and he's had fantasy relevant weeks before Mm -hmm. weeks that he has been healthy on the field. He has scored 10 plus fantasy barely under week three, I think in standard scoring, but yeah, he's been good. Yeah, 33% target share is just 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 great. Pe- peachy. Pretty oh. good. There's Pretty. Foles getting sacked on fourth down. Oh, mm. Poor Bears. Might go to five and two. That's more like it. I've got nothing against the Bears. I don't even know why I said it like that. Um, is there anyone else you guys are thinking about from a waiver perspective for wide receivers? We touched on a lot of them, but that's a lot of good names, uh, especially at a time when you're needing a win right now. Um, anyone else? No, no, no. Tight ends. Oh, God. What a barren wasteland of a position in fantasy football, the tight ends. Is there anyone to talk about? I guess Logan Thomas. He's owned in 26% of leagues if you're really, really needing one, right? Scott, you just you picked him up. You like he him? was the one that I said something after like week two or three that I thought he was going to really explode because he was getting like, six to nine targets every game but it was also haskins throw into him they just switched quarterbacks and first game gets a touchdown so maybe maybe you might start turning it around here maybe 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 i guess i'll throw out there evan ingram's owned in 82 percent leagues he's probably not there but if he's there toss him on there also, Harrison Bryant for the Cleveland Browns scored two touchdowns this past week, but that was while Hooper is silent. If Hooper is still silent, Matt, are you interested in Harrison Bryant? Sure, a little bit. A little, little bit. Uh, it was interesting that Joku also found the end zone in this game. So, Vicky Mayfield going to his tight ends. Uh, since he is pretty generous to tight ends, so maybe we see this fade out a little bit in a tougher matchup. Right. Um... That's all we got, guys. You guys want to move into drop, sell high, and buy low? Uh, yeah. Uh, boy, do I. So we're going to give you guys that we're talking about maybe dropping. We'll move through these relatively quickly. But Michael Gallup, guys. Ooh. I drop him. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye, baby. Bye-bye. He's got to have some trade value, right? 
though. Just like just tip the scale with him packaged in or something like mm. that. I don't know. A um, little yeah. bit of name recognition. Are you holding? Are you holding? Holding or trading? Obviously, then. I don't own any of him. Uh, I would try to trade him if I had him, but that's it is a tough seller right now. Scott, I might hold on to him one week just to see if maybe he is the favorite target from this new quarterback. But yeah, unless he shows me something big, no, No. he's gone. So I, what's wrong, buddy? Oh, Chicago scored, but it was their defense that scored, and that won't count against Rams defense. That's correct. Extra point, well, yeah, I played mm-hmm. Chicago's defense. Uh, there's a flag; it's coming back. Wonderful. No, it was the offense. It's declined. No. I just needed <laughs> Chicago to put up like a reasonable amount of points so that LA Rams didn't destroy me with their defense. And no, no can do, Matthew. So the Monday night game has screwed you over yet again. I, well, really, I needed LA Rams to score under four points, so I was in a bad way to begin with, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not unheard of for defenses to lay a gooseburger out there. So I was hoping. Yeah. Um, Back to the show. Um, (laughs) Devin Singletary, guys. Another single digit carries. Didn't do anything really with it. What do you do with Devin Singletary? Do you drop him? There's no real trade value there. So you holding him or you dropping him? Oh, Singletary. I feel like he's still some trade value. He's a running back who gets a, a reasonable amount of volume, right? That's, I mean, he had like seven or eight carries this game. Allen rush, runs. Zach Moss came back, and he got the equal amount of work. Zach Moss was more efficient. I guess I'm holding on to him, but he's he's pissing me right off if I own Devin Singletary. I guess I'll hold him one more week. I'll give him the Michael Gallup treatment that Scott's giving him. So we'll see. Scott? Yeah. Yeah, I'd hold him unless you're going for one of those guys we talked about earlier or something and you're spending some money on them. But other than that, there's probably not a, I'm just looking at better options for the rest of the season is the problem. It's not that you have a lot of faith in him. It's just, what are you going to get? That's an upgrade. If you need a running back, you, so you guys are saying hold, but at the same time you get offered a trade where he's part of a package deal. You're letting him fly, right? That's Goodbye. Like a, yeah. Goodbye. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, all these guys. If I'm like, I guess I'll hold on to them. But if I can get rid of them in a package deal, sure. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newton, guys. Ooh, he got benched for Jarrett Stidham. Mm. I think there's plenty of other options out there to stream. Well, do you hold him? Do you try to package him? Or do you just try to drop him if you can't get anyone to, to take him from you? Super flex league. I think you hold them for a week. Other than that, you drop them. Like you said, there's there's other options out there. Stream QBs is always a thing. And Herbie Hancock's been the brace, breakout so far, but it's not unheard of for another player to break out at this point in the year. So keep plugging and chugging and see who sticks. Yeah, agreed. Jarek McKinnon. We talked enough about Jarek McKinnon. You hold on to him and see what happens here with all these injuries. You don't have to tell you to do that anymore. Let's get into sell high. Just a couple of people want to talk about do you take these high performances and get rid of them or do you stash them because you think it's going to be more consistent moving forward and we're going to start with christian kirk of the arizona cardinals you guys has a couple weeks of looking pretty good but do you think he's gonna last that's the problem is even last week whenever he had his biggest week of the year he only had three targets though two of them were Mm -hmm. touchdowns and big plays 86 total yards on three targets but the the targets aren't as consistent as I want them to be to be an every week like 
wide receiver one or two starter reception totals definitely are low. Like he's being very productive on his catches and he's finding the end zone a lot. All great things. I just don't see that floor being steady. So you want to sell him high? I, I absolutely depend on what I can get out of him. Yeah. I don't think his name has that like mm, factor in trades yet. So he's almost a better like flex start in good matchups, in my opinion, on your team, unless somebody really wants him and you can well, get a lot out of him. You can say, hey, he's got four touchdowns in the last two games. That is something. Oh, okay, Danny, that'll do it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, go ahead, Scott. <laughs> uh, sell high. Yep. Okay. I don't think it's consistent. And all it's going to take for other people who you're looking to trade with is one down game. They're going to be like, oh, see, he just had two good games. And then they're going to get they're going to be over it, I think. What about DJ Moore? He's had a couple of good games after having a very slow start. Um, seems like he's turning it on. You guys know that I'm a keep. Yeah, for DJ I like Moore. him. I'm not selling him. I'm keeping him. Map. Uh, as much as I'm pretty sure we have a bet against each other where your guy is DJ Moore, I, I do think he's going to keep being involved. And if you look at his stats on the entire year with games, it's almost not even like he's come on recently. It's just things are working out in his favor more. So. I think what we're seeing is just things weren't happening just barely off at the beginning of the year. Those kinks have been worked out and he's getting a few more targets. He's catching all the balls. He should, he's getting yards and he's getting TDs. Like, I think this is it. This is the trajectory for DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Now I we just want to bring up, this is something that I want to talk about is targeting very specific owners on these guys. If you own, Boston Scott, Jamal Williams, Mike Davis, or Giovanni Bernard. I think now is a great time to try to sell all four of those guys to the owners of the RB1 that they have, i.e. Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, and Joe Mixon. Would you guys be on board for all four of those guys trying to find the owners of the other guys and try to sell them? Personally, I mean, yeah, I would mm-hmm. I would sell them. I just I never throw those trades out there because when people give them to me, I'm like immediately offended. I'm like, oh, you think I'm going to give up my shit for one week of this RB2? Like until my guy gets back, comes back from injury? No, reject. Like I'm not interesting, interested myself in acquiring one of these guys. So I don't feel like anybody else would. That's not necessarily true all the time. Yeah, I'd be interested, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just different strategies. I think, yeah. Matt, so if you're a mixing this. owner, you're going to give up like a rest of the season, like wide receiver two for one week of Gio Bernard. It's not just one week of Giovanni Bernard. Well, a wide receiver two, probably not. I mean, it's all relative. I mean, so what? What is you the trade are the, for that? Well, if you are the Giovanni Bernard owner and you know there's one week, maybe Joe Mixon might be back. You can get he's almost cuttable at a certain point, or he's just going to sit on your bench. So he might as well get something. Wide receiver three, even with with high upside. Would you take Christian Kirk for Giovanni Bernard in a trade? If you don't have Joe, like if you have Giovanni oh, Bernard, mean, but not Joe Mixon. Y- yeah. I, that's oh, yeah. what I'm talking about. Like you can get something with high potential there or just let him sit there on your bench because it would help both sides. The insurance factor. Yeah, that owner should be smarter than to give up a rising player for one week of a fill-in. No, it's not just one week of a fill-in. It's having the insurance of your Joe Mixon. You have a full-time running back one spot taken up by whoever. Oh, you're, you're handcuffing. Yeah, I, I don't mind handcuffing certain in certain times like this when, like, for instance, any of these guys, Joe Mixon's out. Giovanni Bernard is the workhorse. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams did great. It's like, you know for a fact, especially if it's after their bye. You're good to go. Scott, break this up. What do you think? 
I would <laughs> um, for the segment. I would sell them. Yes, I'm not going to go into all what you guys are saying if you're the one accepting the tray or not. But if you're willing to be able to dish one of those and get something out of yeah. it, yeah, go for it. I think that's that's all I was trying to say is I would definitely sell them, but I definitely wouldn't buy them either. So you got to find somebody who'd buy. Just find me, guys. <laughs> uh, let's talk about buying low on these players that pooped on their leg this past week or longer than that. Evan Ingram, he got the targets. The actual box score didn't look that good. So, you needing a tight end? Would you guys uh, seek him out? I've been starting him for a couple weeks <laughs> in a league. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd have to be pretty low in my opinion, but maybe. What about Noah Fant in the tight end perspective? You guys looking for t- Noah Fant? He looks still hobbled when he gets to full steam ahead. If you don't and, need to play him for a week or two, yeah, because then if he's healthy and looks good later, I mean, he was looking great before he got hurt with mm-hmm. touchdowns and everything. So it's, I would definitely look for that opportunity if it comes along to where you don't need him, you know, for the next week or maybe two. Mm-hmm. I would just feel gross with myself, like wasting a bench spot for Noah Fant. I mean, I guess if he's considered out and you can slide him into his IR and pick up somebody else, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't want to feel gross. What about Philip Lindsay? Hell yeah. He, I think, I, like I said earlier, I got him rostered on a couple leagues. He may be out a week and you have to deal with that, but I agree with you, Matt. Scott, you agree with us? To a degree. I still, I think you guys like him more when they're both healthy than I do. I still like Gordon getting more of the, the bulk of it. Not that he's irrelevant, but I don't think it's going to be a Chubb Hunt situation where they're going to both be putting up phenomenal numbers every week. DJ Chark, let's talk about him. One catch for 26 yards, although he did lead the team in targets with seven. The previous week, he had double-digit char- targets. Chargets, you hear what I'm saying? DJ Chark, someone you guys are interested in? Uh, hell yeah, I'll buy him low. I think they're going to figure it out after the break. He's shown flashes already. Mm-hmm. If you can get him cheap, and I think you can right now. This is a real buy low, I think. Um, he could be huge down the stretch. Yeah, if he's low enough, I would try to maybe get him as a wide receiver three type scenario because, yeah, he's only had that one big game. And, I mean, I hope they figure it out because I'd like to see them score some more damn points. Yeah. But I honestly don't have enough confidence they're going to do that. Let's talk Stefan Diggs. He did not do very well. I mean, last week he got a touchdown, but still six or 46 on eight targets. And then this past week he had 11 targets, but also still didn't do very well for the bills. He's getting the looks from Josh Allen. What do you think? Are, is he somebody you guys are interested in for the rest of the season? I'll buy low on digs digs right now. I think you said a lot of it. Like he's, he's been targeted consistently throughout the year. His catch rate hasn't been amazing, but he puts up yards. He gets in the end zone. We're just seeing like one week of poor performance here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to throw my hat in the ring if somebody's trying to give him up. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I said, I am a little a little worried about Buffalo's offense in general right now, but he does seem to be the primary target, and I would definitely buy low on him. A couple of bigger names. Those are pretty good ones, but let's talk DK Metcalf. After what Tyler Lockett just did, are you guys... I don't know what you can what you'll have to give up because I don't think people are idiots. Yeah, if someone's selling him low, then you take full advantage of them. Yeah, is Matt, is that where you are? 
Yeah, man, I would I would definitely snatch up Metcalf if anybody wants to give him away. Easy, yeah. What about Zeke with this prognosis of the Cowboys offense barely having a pulse? And we don't, the guy from James Madison who, who he may start. What do you guys, you guys, I think we've talked about it before with young rookie quarterbacks. He might get some more dump offs. And I think until the quarterback gets the jitters out of his system, they're going to be running it a lot and dumping it off a lot. So I, even though he's sucked, I mean, we all know I own him in all three leagues I'm in. I am not looking to dish him. Mm -hmm. What about for a seventh round draft pick? (laughs) <laughs> well we're, we can get into that talk later about next year but <laughs> now you guys are if you're a team actual negotiations of our league yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a relevant team or anything no I, i'm definitely not looking to give him up mm. that's all i got guys drop sell high and buy low it's a lot of good info now you got what you need Thursday night this week uh i believe is a good one this was the falcons and panthers Ooh, I would say for this, just keep your eye on Christian McCaffrey. And if, if he starts, you go for it. I think you start up. Is there anyone on either side of the ball that you guys are not interested in starting? Teddy Bridgewater is a great flyer this week, right? A great streamer. Yeah, I'm certainly not starting uh, Russell Gage. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're upset with Russell Gage, aren't you? He's squandered every opportunity given to him. So here's one. Who do you think is going to throw more touchdowns, Teddy Bridgewater or Matt Ryan? Teddy Bridgewater. Wait, is Christian McCaffrey playing? Ooh, that is um, big. Give me your answer with yes and then no. <laughs> Matt Ryan and then Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> depending on if. No, I take my, my, my original statement back. I think Matt Ryan's going to throw for four. All right, I'll take Teddy then. I'll be honest, in our touch and only league, I have both of them. So this is my literal situation. I'm deciding between. Wouldn't it be cool if like you, like, let's say you had Matt Ryan and Teddy Bridgewater. Wouldn't it be cool if you could be like, I want Matt Ryan's first half and I want Teddy Bridgewater's second half. And then it's just, you should be yeah. able to do that. <laughs> we love fantasy football. We spend so much of our free time <laughs> devoted to it. But we're getting too in depth here. <laughs> we, we can't be specifying <laughs> quarters of players. I would love it if we could specify quarters. That would be amazing. Or <laughs> we'll play defense where you say you get to pick one guy on the other guy's team who you don't get their <laughs> points for one quarter. A little, little defense. Uh, that's all we got, guys. Um, find us on Instagram and Twitter and continue to like and share our stuff on Facebook. We really appreciate it. Be like Ryan from Sykeston and send your questions in. To okay, Matt, what to chumps to champs podcast.com. Well, that's our website, but you can send the questions to our email address, which is chumps to champs podcast at gmail.com. Why am I having so much trouble with that on episode like 40? I don't know, but you heard it. What he but also, said. if you go to the website, there is a contact us tab that points you right to our website, or you can even like submit questions right on there. I think. God, it's hot or just text us too we'll list our phone numbers here okay everyone write this down now thanks everyone for listening we really appreciate it good luck with your waivers believe in yourselves and we'll talk to you later on this week <laughs>